0: Welcome to the I'm Possible Woman podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Winger, founder, CEO, and women's empowerment strategist for I'm Possible Women's Empowerment Collaborative. My mission is to elevate the lives, educate the minds, and empower the souls of entrepreneurial women, one woman at a time. Every episode, we'll be discussing all things women from relationships to entrepreneurship and everything in between. I'll also interview some amazing women from all walks of life, so make sure you catch every episode for some word pearls of wisdom, and thank you so much for joining us today. Now, let's get ready to walk into your fabulousness. Hello everyone. Today we're sitting here with CEO and founder of Miss P's Gluten-Free Inc., a company that creates amazing gluten-free snacks. As a Chicago native, her gluten-free baked goods were so popular with friends and family that she decided to start her own business. Miss Miss P's Gluten-Free is dedicated to her mother and mentor whose creative home cooking and amazing leadership has been a constant source of her inspiration. They are currently now in 15 Whole Foods stores and online, and my understanding is that they're growing. What I love the most about Ms. Pease is that desserts and fun food can be equally as healthy, which contributes to creating optimal happiness. And I can vouch for that because I love Ms. Pease. So please join me today in welcoming the amazing and brilliant Lisa Marsh to the I'm Possible Woman podcast. Lisa, welcome, and thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me on the podcast, Sharon. I so appreciate
0: it. I'm excited to have you because it's like, you know, I love your, your, your snacks, and it's like even though I have to watch some of the calories, they're definitely worth indulging, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, what I really wanted to talk about, because your journey, knowing you for the years that I've known you, you have a very interesting past. And background, which just it has always just like amazed me with how you've transitioned from what you did to what you're doing now. So I'd love for you to give me a little bit and tell me a little bit about that because to meet you on the street, you would never see what you were about to say. Well, I will take that as an absolute good thing. Yes, it um, is. But it's like, I'm like, oh my God. I, like, that, no. that the fact that you, you, you I'll put it this way because I want you to tell the story, but an officer is like, what? Yeah. And, and then I look at you and I'm like, she's such a lady. <laughs> so yeah. graceful. It's like, when you usually when I see female yeah. officers, they're very, with all due respect, and I don't mean any harm, but they they have a very masculine persona. And you don't, you're very just graceful. So (laughs) that's why I'm like, wow. When you said the first time I heard it years ago, I'm like, what?
1: I know. So now you You tell
0: the story.
1: (laughs) You should see people's faces when I say to them, yeah, I spent 27 years in federal prison. They look like, uh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I work there. (laughs) I oversaw the education department for the federal prison um, when I retired in 2017. But prior to that, I actually started as a correctional officer um, for the metro, no, for the federal prison system, which I worked in for 27 years. So yeah, you're right. Um, wow. Definitely a girly girl, and my mom made no moans about that. She would tell my other two sisters that she really only had one daughter, (laughs) (laughs) because they were kind of, you know, tomboyish, but I never was. I was always the girly girl, you know, the frilly girl, and for me to grow up and work in the federal prison system (laughs) was kind of challenging um, at times. However, uh, they teach you, you grow into your role, and um, you learn all the things that you need to make your career solid. I give kudos to every correctional worker that is out there, and especially during this pandemic, um, because it's a tough job. It is not easy. It, It is not easy at all, and it's pretty thankless. You know, we get a lot of um, kudos going out to your medical staff and your EMTs and your um, your police officers, and and very rightly deserved. However, very few times do you hear people sending out kudos to federal prison staff or to even state prison or county prisons. You're right. And Those are challenging jobs, and we took it very very seriously when I was there. Um, it's, it's life-sustaining. No two days in the federal prison system were ever the same. And I could truthfully say that. I could tell you stories. Don't make your toes, girl.
0: But, okay. Yeah, we won't do you're that right. one today. All
1: right, we'll save that for another day. Wow. But, um, yeah, I did that for 27 years, starting as correction officer and advancing up to when I retired in December of 2017, from the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Chicago as the supervisor of education. At one point, I thought I wanted to stay in the federal prison system and become a warden and that was my goal. But I think that God had different, a different avenue for me. So closer to when I was ready to retire in 2017, I developed a lot of issues, health issues. I had acid reflux. I had digestive issues. I had severe flatulence. <laughs> so, mm. so my husband, whom I love, <laughs> said to me, hey, you are too pretty to smell like that. <laughs> so, Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, when your husband starts saying, hey, you need to take care of that. Uh, I say, yeah, we stop and take care of that. So I began to look at what was going on with me. And I started to understand that I could not lock myself in my office and put a sign up that says, please don't enter. I had to really figure out what was going on. So I was going back and forth to the doctor's office, trying to figure it out. And I actually went to training in um, San Antonio, Texas, where I met another corrections professional who told me that she is gluten free. And I looked at her like she had two heads I had never (laughs) heard of those words (laughs) gluten-free I was like what is that (laughs) and she began to explain her symptoms and in essence she was explaining me many of the the things that she had going on with her were things that was going on with me. And so I came home from that training and started reading labels and start throwing out everything that looked like it had any wheat, rye, or barley, which makes up gluten and essentially put myself on a gluten-free diet. And later, of course, I was diagnosed by a doctor that says, yes, you have a wheat allergy. You need to stay away. You need to figure it out. And so... I didn't have a choice. It was sink or swim, and I had already sunk. <laughs>
0: very lonely. Oh my! Oh my goodness! I
1: eat anything, um. So I had to figure it out.
0: Wow! Wow! Yeah. So now you fast forward to you figured out that you know you have to do something about it. What prompted you to start a business?
1: Ooh say it was the many people from MCC and from my personal life my friends and family because once I began baking and trying to find things that I liked because I've been gluten-free for over 10 years okay so 10 years ago many of the gluten-free products that were on the market taste like cardboard
0: (laughs) (laughs) they still do some of them still do just saying. Some of them
1: do. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> so um, I, I just wasn't prone to eating cardboard. So <laughs> what I did is I started trying to figure out the things that I like. So I knew right off the bat that I had picked up certain things from my mom. And she was the original Miss P. Her name was Miss Euless Patterson Brown, and everybody called her Miss P, and that's where the name comes from for the business. It's an honor. Okay. Oh. And uh, yeah, she was definitely my shiro. Oh. Um, but she, um, she definitely said we could do anything that we put our mind to, so I appreciated that in her. And so I started looking to see what I liked, what I didn't like. And like I said, a few things came from her. Like we all, there is six of us, mm-hmm. my sibling and I. Well, there was, I lost a sister in 2018. So now there's five of us, but yeah, there was six of us initially. And um, we all picked up like loving nuts, loving popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Just things from Miss P that she just happened to pass on to us. So I knew I loved certain things. Like me, I'm a chocoholic. I am in therapy. I need everybody to know. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I love chocolate and I love popcorn. So I, I started looking at how to put the things together that I really, really loved and um, make them gluten-free so that I could enjoy some good stuff because like I said the stuff that was out there was kind of cardboardish. and I'm and Sharon when I tell you 10 years ago I was super excited when I went to the grocery store and there was a triple chocolate chip cookie the break apart that you go home and you bake oh I was so excited so I bought them and at the time back then they were seven dollars so you know that was expensive So I bought them. I ran home gluten-free triple chocolate chip cookies I hadn't had and I don't know how long. I threw them in the oven. They taste like wax. Oh. I was like, this ain't gonna work. (laughs) So um, I started forming. The first thing that I've really ever formed was these cookie bars. When I tell you that people... At my job at MCC started calling these bars crack bars. <laughs> now you know we in prison. It's like right. Some of them crack bars up in here because we need those in our life. Um, one of my lieutenants said to me, man, this makes me think it's a party in my mouth after I eat this. This can't be gluten free. So I formed them finally into bars and looked start taking them everywhere i went and everybody was like oh my god these are so good and coming from the south side of chicago most people that i would talk to was like look we don't know what this gluten-free thing is and we really don't care however <laughs> these bars are good so you need to bring these every time you come over
0: oh wow nice mm-hmm. nice so I started
1: doing and then um, my husband's stepmom, I think was maybe the first one who said, these need to be in stores, they are so good. What she didn't say was how challenging <laughs> it was to get in stores. <laughs> um, <laughs> so wow. of course, I'm like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> Again, Miss P says you can do anything you put your mind to. So I went from corrections officer, supervisor of education, to now I'm baking. I'm like crazily baking. I'm like (laughs) loving baking, loving being in the kitchen and inventing things that people seem to enjoy.
0: Nice.
1: That's how we began. I started taking them out, giving them to people, and then people were demanding them. They were like, girl, don't come over here without them. We don't want to see you. We want to see the bars. (laughs) Wow.
0: Wow. That's kind of how we
1: started. And um, I had no idea about business. I'm a hack. I'm a correctional worker. I am, you know, Miss Bureau of Prisons. (laughs) I had no idea about business. But while working at the the prison system, I had met um, Shelby Parchman, who um, was at the time working for JVC, and we were working on a collaboration for our offenders to where he wanted to teach them entrepreneurship. And so we started talking about it, and I told him I had an idea, and I have these products, and he's like, let me try them. And he was the one who really pushed me into you can do this and I was like are you sure he's like you can do this it's time to
0: nice. do nice yeah. nice
1: he told me either okay. either do it or stop talking about
0: it <laughs> and there you have it it's like it, it, and it there takes someone it. giving you a, a nice little nudge to yeah. to, to stretch you so what I'd yes. like to do is take a quick break because I want to definitely talk a little bit more about especially finding balance and all of that, because I'm sure there was still a lot, there's, there's still a lot to be said about, you know, that transition. So definitely everyone stay tuned. We will be right back in a moment. To, so just, we'll talk to you in a second.
1: All righty. <laughs> The ladies that come out to I'm Possible have been instrumental in helping us to move forward. We need to think and dream big. I joined I'm Possible because I really looked for like minded individuals to help me grow, manifesting and dream casting and vision casting and really leaving with a lot of clear cut to do's.
0: Her beliefs, her trust in everybody has made me walk out of here with a whole new meaning of how to live your best life. Welcome back, everyone. Um, I hope you are enjoying uh, listening to Miss Lisa as much as I'm enjoying listening and chatting with her. Um, Very interesting background, that's for sure, especially going from corrections to confection. (laughs) so (laughs) so it's like you know it's like wow you go you you definitely did that's not a 360 that's like um a different galaxy twilight zone you know it's like those are two different worlds that just I would never expect to collide so I want to then I want to talk a little bit more about your background but it's like what what's interesting is I love how You've merged all of this together and you, you, have got, because I know that you're a mom and you do leadership and, you know, you have to deal with your finances and you have to deal with your health and you have to deal with entrepreneurship. And the thing is, it's, to me, it, that's really crucial because I'm a mom. I, you know, my business is leadership. I have to do, you know, the finances. I, I have to be the Jack of all trades and, and, and the ruler of all they always say Jack Jackalope is the ruler of none, but as an entrepreneur, we have to be that. And for you, it's a little different because you had—I remember you having to go through getting certifications and dealing with kitchens and all of that. And I remember that process was so grueling, and but yet you still managed to keep your—shall um, I say—your mental sanity in it and 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 balance it out. And that's the part that. Because, I mean, we all have to juggle stuff, right? But it's how yes. we go through juggling and what keeps us solid while we're juggling. I'd love to hear, like, what do you do when you're going through all of that and, and juggling all that? Because we all have different practices. For me, it's my faith. But for, yes. for you, what is it? How do you manage to keep grounded when everything is going defunct?
1: Yes. And I have to agree with you. Um, that one part of that is absolutely faith. My faith that, hey, I'm one of God's favorites. I don't know what y'all doing. (laughs) (laughs) But but, uh, he take care of me because Lord knows I would be nowhere (laughs) without him. Um, So absolutely, that is first and foremost um, is faith. And I would say another one is family My family have kept me grounded. They have, you know, when they say never read your own press. So when you read stuff and you think, Oh, I'm I am it. I am her. I got it going on. They come back and say, Girl, stop. Sit down somewhere. (laughs) this out because you're not there yet oh my so god i love that about my family we keep it 100 and they have no problem saying to me girl this is not as good as it could be so you beat each <laughs> and i am forever i'm forever giving them stuff my husband says oh so we're the guinea pigs i say hey somebody gotta do it right so, yeah but they keep me so grounded. And you talk about being a mom. That is something I absolutely cherish. Best job ever. Best job ever. Doesn't pay well, but.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yes, it does. Job. Yes, it does. Because it's like it. <laughs> well, in the long run. The yeah, long, there you well, go.
1: You know, you know what? You are so right. Because the best payments I could ever have is not just being a mom, but now being a grandma. Mm -hmm. having those little girls because I have two granddaughters and a grandson and having them say I want to come to your house I don't want to be here (laughs) I want to you know where we roll around on the floor and we play board games and we read together and we cuddle and I get my kisses in I get all my kisses, <laughs> all my sugar, sugar, <laughs> and my six-year-old granddaughter is my diva baby, and she's like, "No more kisses!" I'm like, I- "I'm not finished. I have not had my fair share." <laughs> so, so, it you're right, it pays so tremendously in grandchildren. They are <laughs> like the lifeblood. It's almost like
0: well, I'll have to you take your word on that one. <laughs>
1: You get, oh Sharon, you
0: will get there because your son just got married. What a, a couple years ago? No, last August, last August. Last August. Yep. And yep. one would hope. I'm praying yes. on it. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm sure he's great. not. Wait, girl. I tell my
1: daughters, your job to discipline, my job to spoil, and I'm gonna do mine. <laughs> I don't know what you gonna do, but I got this. I got this, Grandma. <laughs> so. Just spending that quality time with them and smooching with them. And you talk about somebody who loves the products that Miss Peace produces. My granddaughters are like, this little six-year-old girl, when she was two, she was I want the cookie bar. <laughs> so it is very much well worth it. You're right. It paid them spades.
0: So yes
1: just being able to to watch them grow and to know that i am working to leave a legacy for them so that at some point in time if they want they can take over this business they can we can keep it in the family we can can keep it to where we absolutely care about what we're putting out we absolutely make sure that we have a quality product we make sure and for me health is important family my faith and then my business because putting out a quality product and then making it as healthy as it possibly can be so What we've done even this last year in 2019 is switch over from using a lot of the processed sugar to now using your monk fruit um, in many of our baked goods so that you get a zero calorie sweetener so that you still get the taste without all the extra crap that you don't need without the processed sugar. So we're doing a lot of that. And of course, with our granola from day one, we've always... um, eliminated the processed sugar and used drops of stevia which is in the purest form zero glycemic index zero calorie sweetener and it adds just that hint of sweetness to the granola along with the honey and then you know the flax and the chia because i'm not just baking just because i want people to enjoy the health benefits of being gluten-free so I don't want to chalk the products full of unnecessary sugar right right yeah
0: so I want to ask you as an entrepreneur and you've given the 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 behind the scenes as far as like for you from a personal standpoint of staying grounded Mm -hmm. what do you do you know to kind of keep everything um balance like what tools and what advice can you offer um to help others in business
1: yeah i would say one starting a business is challenging we have to realize that there is no easy fix there is no overnight success you have to work for it and sometimes work is extremely grueling just be prepared for that it's what we've signed up for we know it's going to happen I say lean into it and just do the best you can with what you have. So I've always been a hard worker, even for um, the prison system for 27 years. I have worked diligently to make sure that I'm taking care of the business. So hardworking, my faith, and health. My health is one of the most important aspects of my entire life. Without health, I can't take care of my children or grandchildren. I can't be the wife that my husband needs. I cannot run this business. So my routine is getting up in the morning. I'm up at 5 a.m. I am praying before my my feet hit the ground. Once I am up, I read for an hour. And right now I am reading the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. and John next,
0: Maxwell. Yes, ma'am.
1: And next, I'm on a book called Fix This Next um, to Level Up the Business. And I just finished reading, I know I'm a little late, but Becoming by Michelle Obama. Absolutely I still haven't
0: phenomenal. read it. I still haven't read it.
1: Oh, no, Sharon, you have to. It is truly inspiring and she from the South side of Chicago, like me. <laughs> so I felt so connected to her story and just being inspired to continue to do what it is that we know we need to do. Knowing that what we have, this gift for me, uh, baking and pursuing and growing a business to me is a God-given gift. And I need to take care of it And continue to allow it to grow. So I have to feed my mind. And so take care of your faith. You take care of your family. You take care of your health. And you take care of your business. And then you will begin to see some of the fruits of your labor. It it takes a while. (laughs) Yes, it does.
0: (laughs) Yes, it does.
1: I believe that it is going to pay off in states and I'm gonna keep on moving forward. So COVID-19 and the things I've had to face, like my sister passing away in 2018, that was unexpected, it rocked my world. Um, But you gotta get back on there and you gotta keep moving forward.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Lisa, this has been a treat because I haven't talked to you in a while. So to be able to do it as an interview was actually amazing because it, it, you kind of refreshed my memory on some things and definitely enhanced others. Um, learned a lot more than I think I wanted to know. <laughs> but I'm glad the problem was fixed and your husband stuck around. Yes, um, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> but so I have, <laughs> I have one fun question for you because I always like to ask little fun factoids. But it's like, if I were to say, never have I ever what would you finish that sentence with? Never have I ever, like, what have you never done?
1: Never have I ever, not for one moment, regretted the fact that I started this big, this business, never. I've been sad on days. I've been hurt on days, but I have never regretted starting this. I have met some phenomenal entrepreneurs. I've met you, which was wow. absolutely just so enriching to my existence and oh, thank so you. many other um, mentors and friends and female entrepreneurs as well as males who are just right. moving things so rapidly so i've been very blessed
0: Awesome. Well, is there anything le- that you want to share um, as well as let us know how we can get in touch with you or how we can place orders with you? Where are you? You know, like just in closing, just yes. give us your how to connect with you because that's that's going to be huge, at least for I, I don't know about everybody else. I know how to find your food. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely well the the best way to find us is hit us up on the website and it's www.mspsgfree.com you can also send us an email at orders at or check us out on twitter facebook um linkedin instagram we're on all those handles at mspsg free or just reach out to us at any time check out our websites we are building a right well right now i think everybody's in survival mode but our prayer is that you know we move into the new normal and continue to build we are also um, in 15 Whole Foods stores in and around the Chicagoland area, all the way from the Park Ridge store to Schumburg to Wheaton to Naperville to Whole Foods, my favorite Whole Foods on in Inglewood on 63rd and Halston, our very first store. So it's absolutely my favorite. Love those guys. And um, Hyde Park. So we are... All over the place, and just um, hit us up, say hi, check us out, taste our products, and let me know that you love them. And even if you don't, let me know. We are always looking to make advancements.
0: Well, Lisa, I thank you so much for blessing us today and spending time and sharing just your story. It's it's, it's always inspirational to hear um, the different journeys that women take and how they get through it and how they persevere. Um, We are a society that loves to complain. And I love that the women that I connect with, um, they look at the, the, the things that they do and the things that they go through as, yes, it may be an obstacle, but they look at it as a way to push them through to get them to the next level. And you're one of those women. So it's like, I love, I love hearing stories like that because it's, I think it's good for us to just know that we're not alone. Absolutely. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing this. It was great chatting with you and I wish you well and, you know, more stores. You need to be in Vernon Hills, by the way. Um, yes, ma'am. That would I be a little, <laughs> that would be a little closer to me. Um, <laughs> but thank you again for being on the show. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon wonderful thank you so much and
1: you Sharon stay blessed you and your family and hey I know them grandbabies coming soon girl so
0: (laughs) (laughs) one would hope yes I'm keeping my fingers crossed one would hope I know that's right okay well you have a good one talk to you soon have a nice day